0: everybody, welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast A Tales from the Crypt Review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the Mostis, And today's episode is Season 4, Episode 8, Showdown. Now before we get started, I just want to say I have a new setup for my recording studio here. I got like a new laptop and uh, some different stuff set up, so bear with me. Everything should be fine, I think, but I don't know. I've been having to fiddle with it a little bit, so hopefully everything will sound okay. Um, so yeah, like I said, Season 4, Episode 8, Showdown. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired August 1st, 1992. It is directed by Richard Donner, who also directed movies like Lady Hawk and Lethal Weapon. The screenplay is by Frank Darabont. It stars David Morse from movies like The Hurt Locker and The Green Mile, Neil Guintali from movies like The Shawshank Redemption, and Roderick Cook from movies like Amadeus. And I'm going to go ahead and read the back of the box here, and it says... Now that's a real ghost town. A gunslinger arrives in a dusty nowhere populated by his victims. A dusty nowhere. That does make me think of a Western kind of... (laughs) So we'll get into this episode here. Let's see here. So this one starts out, you got the Crypt Keeper. He's a cowboy this time. Some of the episodes don't always have the intro be pertaining to the show or to whatever episode's going to come on. This one does. This one's definitely into it. He's got a really great costume as a cowboy. He's got the hat on. His face is really done really well in this. Um, there's a lot of movement and expression in his face in this episode. It's really cool. He's getting ready to do a showdown with another skeleton. And like they even show like a couple cam- camera angles where you got the Crypt Keeper's hand and it's wiggling, get ready to grab a gun. And it's like it's, it really puts a nice visual for the Crypt Keeper on here. I really like what they did. There's a tumbleweed going through. They, they got everything. So this episode starts out. There's a couple of guys going through the, the desert or the, the dusty nowhere, as they said. It's two horses and then two guys. And so you got the one guy who's like the, the main cowboy guy for this episode. His name is Billy Quintain. The other guy, I didn't really catch his name. I'm not too worried about it. He's about ready to die. So we got this episode. Billy Quintain is on this horse. And he's dragging this other guy who's on another horse and he's barely hanging in there. And he's got like a little umbrella type thing above him. It's like really hot and dry. And they got like this wavy mirage looking stuff during the credits. to make it look like it's just like real oppressive. There's also the idea that some they're being followed. Because they keep shooting to a bunch of these other horses who are coming after him. And all you see is just like feet or like the hooves. So you're like, what? You know, something's going on. And so this guy is not looking too good. The guy that's getting ready to die. He's He's been shot. And so this guy falls off the horse. He can't take it anymore. He's dying. And so he's laying there on the ground and so Billy Quintain has to come and put him out of his misery. They don't show it but like he takes the gun and then he's like, sorry man, and he, and he shoots him. So he buries him. They don't show this but next thing you see is a bunch of the horses. The horses from earlier that were after them are now stopped and looking at the gravesite of this guy who died that was buried by Billy Quintain. And the these people are the Texas Rangers. And the main Texas Ranger that's after him is, is Tom McMurdo. And that's played by David Morse.
1: His grave's still fresh. It's not more than a few hours old. first you wanna quit, you go ahead. Me? I'm going after Quintain.
0: And so they're trailing these guys, they're trailing Billy Quintain now, and trying to see where he's heading off to. They're gonna catch him. So they're trailing this guy and they trail him to this town called Mescal. As in like, isn't that like the tequila thing? The town of Mescal has like these burying grounds. Billy Quintain shows up at Mescal and it's a cool little Western town. It's everything I like. Um, you got the stables. There's always like a saloon, like a blacksmith and things like that. So he shows up and he's got both horses now. And people are checking him out. But I do love me an Old West Town in the middle of nowhere. This definitely reminds me of Rango, Or I guess I could say Ringo reminds me of this. I don't know, since it came a lot later. But Rango was really cute. If you haven't seen it, it's a fun movie. And so he just shows up to the stable and he just, like, gives him the horse, like, hey, here are my horses. And just, like, tosses him some coins. Does he even know the guy's name? Like, do you have to sign your horse in? I guess you just know which one's your horse. I. He just, like, walks in and he's like, hey, watch my horse. Ping! and like flings the coin at him. The guy's like, whatever. Billy Quintain, I I mean, he knows, I think he's aware that someone's after him, I think. He grabs his saddlebag and he starts walking up to the saloon and then a guy starts talking to him and it's it's David Morris. He's the Texas Ranger, Tom McMurdo. He's sitting at the other end by some barrels and stuff and like in a spittoon and uh, is like, hey.
1: I'm calling you out, Billy. You the one been tracking me? Thomas McMurdo. Tom. Texas Ranger, I heard about you. Hey, Tommy. They say you're the best there is. I got to take you in, Billy.
0: And so they're going to have this showdown. There's the big, you got like the town. It's one of those Western towns where it's like you can walk straight through it and then all the buildings are on the sides. So they're in the middle like you do, and they're getting ready to do the shoot off, the showdown. And it's actually a little bit graphic. It's kind of a graphic gunshot wounds during the showdown. Cause like they both shoot and the David Morse, the Texas Ranger gets hit, Tom McMurdo. He gets hit and the blood pack they have on there. I mean, it goes off pretty good. It's like real like juicy. It's like, you know, so he gets shot and you're like, oh. Billy Quintain goes to shoot again before the Texas Ranger can shoot. He goes to shoot him and he shoots him in the other side of the chest. Another blood thing goes off. And so now he's got blood coming out of his mouth. And so the Texas Ranger guy goes down to his knees and he's he's gonna die. And so the one thing that they kind of point out a little is when they go to shoot in the beginning, they show two guns and it's implied kind of that they both shoot, but you don't really find out where the other bullet goes in Billy Quintain's direction, which is something to remember with this episode. So, Billy kills the Texas Ranger and he goes inside to the saloon. I guess he just left him there. I don't know. Fine. Billy goes into the saloon and the there's someone playing the piano, just like this Native American dude. And then there's um, a guy giving him a drink and he's like, stops him and grabs the bottle. He's like, just keep it. Other people are playing poker, your standard Western thing. There's a guy at the table shuffling cards and he's kind of asking him over there and like messing with them. And his name is Cornelius Bosch.
1: You look like a card playing man. Deal him straight. You got fast hands? So do you, friend, so do you. What are you trying to pull? Nothing, friend. Just try to prove a point. Which is? The hand is quicker than the eye.
0: He's really the only guy talking to him and we're really acknowledging him besides the bartender. And when he goes to play him in poker, all the cards that were dealt to Billy Quintain are aces. So he has five aces. And right away, I'm like, is this Cornelius guy the devil? Because I don't think you're supposed to have five aces. So Billy's like, what? And he's looking down. What are you trying to pull on me? I'm not going to do this. And So then the guy's like, what are you talking about? And he pulls the five cards over, gives them back. And now they're normal cards. It's like a five, three, two, jack, king. And so something's going on. You're not quite sure what. When I was watching this episode, I kind of remembered it. I was like, I I think I know where this is going. Um, This episode really didn't stand out a lot to me. I mean, it's still fun. It's a fun one, but it's, it's a little more, to me, it feels more Twilight Zone than Tales from the Crypt. And so Cornelius Bosch goes to open up to get like this tonic that he's selling for like a dollar a bottle. You know those old time tonics that were usually just alcohol so people get messed up and then they forget that they feel like crap. He's like, oh hey, you should try some of my my Wonder tonic. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. He go he whips, he has this gun whipped out at this Cornelius Bosch guy. And what's interesting in the saloon is everyone's really nonchalant about the fact that this gun got whipped out. No one flinched, no one pulled their own guns. And so he's got this gun right up on Cornelius's face. He's trying out this wonder tonic or whatever right and now people are kind of starting to look at him. So some of the people are now that he's got the wonder tonic and he took a drink of the wonder tonic. He's noticing the people around him. Not that they are really giving him much attention but like he'll look up and he'll notice a guy playing cards and then he kind of has a thought like I shot that guy. He slowly starts to realize that a lot of the people in this room are people that he's killed. Even the guy from the beginning that died is there too. And he's like, what? You know, and it's like right after he drank this wonder thing and he this wonder tonic. And he's like, what's going on? All these people that I've killed are here. And then even the Texas Ranger guy that he just killed is there. And he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and so he's freaking out. There's even like a reference to Doc Holliday here, which was kind of fun. But yeah, like I said, it definitely feels more Twilight Zone than Tales from the Crypt for me. But it's still a fun episode. So like he's he's starting to figure out that something's going on. This Cornelius Bosch guy is just smiling at him like, <laughs> and he's like, what did you give me? What is this thing? Am I, is it a drug? What is this? And so like more and more people are coming into the saloon to face him, to face Billy Quintain and be like, you did this to me you killed me all this stuff and these guys are starting to look a little more like zombified the other people look pretty normal and so billy's freaking out now all the guys are starting to get up in the saloon and they're all getting really close to him he's not digging this and honestly this is actually kind of a short episode at least to me it feels like it's only with everything with credits and everything i think it's it's just under 25 minutes With this episode, there's only so much you can do. That's one reason, again, like it feels like Twilight Zone because it's just like they get in, you have the twist, and you're like, oh, which is fun. There's many episodes of Twilight Zone I love, but it's just like this one's just kind of straight to the point. It's just a lot of him seeing visions of all the people he's killed. And so it's just over and over, like the guy's getting shot, falling in different scenarios, and all the guys are like, hey, what's up? Remember when you killed me and all this stuff. And now all the guys are starting to look a little more abused too, or a little more like scarred. So he's basically, at one point, it just becomes too much. He's, he's, the guy who plays it, who's playing Billy Quintain, uh, Quintain is doing a really great job. I mean, there's one point where he's up against this dirty mirror and you can see the other guys in the reflection and he's just grabbing his hair and screaming and he's like, get away, get away. You know, he's, he doesn't know what's going on, why he's seeing this. He's not sure what's happening, if he's losing his mind, is it a guilty conscience?
1: Time has passed. You don't belong here. None of us do. Like I said, I gotta take you in. I shot you dead, Tommy McMurdo. True enough. But you don't recall what happened after that, do you? I came in here. Oh, you remember walking away from my body? Crossing the street? Coming up those saloon steps? Can you honestly say? It's all a blank, isn't it? You don't remember it all. You're just like us. Only well, you ain't got sense enough to admit it. Accept it, Mr. Quintain. Accept it. Accepted, Billy. Accepted, Billy. Go away! You're dead and I'm alive! I'm alive! Go away! Go away! Go away! Go away!
0: And so he ducks down and he just starts screaming to go away, go away. And that's when he comes back up and the guys are all gone. And so this is when you start to figure out what's going on. So he's standing there. And then what happens is, all of a sudden, some guy in a really cheap looking cowboy outfit comes in with a bunch of people who look like they're dressed in the 90s. And there's an exit sign above the door, there's a trash can, like he's giving a tour.
1: Okay, folks, step right on in now. There's still lots to be seen. And I may interest you folks to know that this saloon has got its very own ghost. A ghost, big bart? And not just any ordinary ghost either, little fella. Turn that thing off. But I'm talking about the ghost of Billy Quintain himself. Yes, sirree, the fastest gun in the West. But his luck ran out on him the day that old Tom McMurdo caught up with him. Tracker Tom, the Texas Ranger. Oh, and what a showdown it was, too, folks. Both men drew and both men fired. But it was Tracker Tom that hit the dust, struck down by the outlaw's bullet. But we all know that Tom McMurdo didn't come to town alone that fateful day. His posse was hit out all over this town. And the moment that Tom bit the dust, that posse cut down Billy Quintain.
0: What happened is Billy Quintain also died during the showdown. That's where that other bullet went. He was in kind of a limbo with all the people or all the men that he killed. And he wanted them to go away. I think they wanted to take him with him. He'd tell them to go away, so now he's stuck in this like purgatory kind of thing where he's watching them give a tour through this area that he was just in. And he's, they can't see him, but he can see them. And he's like, what is going on? And there's like a kid with a lollipop and there's like a kid with a boombox and just like really nerdy touristy looking people, but he's dead. This whole town is dead. Everyone's dead. And now it's in the 1990s or whatever, and they're taking tours. They have a picture of his, his death picture. And so there's a picture, like what they used to do. So there's a coffin. It's like a wooden coffin and he's laying in it with his arms crossed. And then they put like the coins over their eyes and they take like a death picture. And so the guys who caught him were all like, Hey, you know, like thumbs up. And then, and people can buy these on like postcards. So they, it's like, he's looking at himself dead and he's like, what? And he's like putting hands in front of other people's faces and no one can see him. And he's listening to the story about how he died. The tour guide saying is now there's a ghost in this area of Billy Quintain and it and it's like yeah cuz he's stuck here. So now Billy Quintain's just this ghost that if you listen really close to, you can hear his voice. And so then he walks outside of the saloon and it, it still looks like the old west town and everything, but then now there's like a van and there's like a, a ice cream cart. And now he's wanting these guys to take him. He's calling out their name. He's like
1: I was, I was wrong. wrong. I was wrong. Doc? Wherever Arlie? We're where you We're
0: Please get me out of here. Because they were wanting him to to come with them. But he didn't. He thought he was going crazy. And it's really they were going to take him with them to hell. I don't know. Now he's just stuck in this purgatory. Which I guess is like the um, punishment for killing all these people. And so now as he's standing there. He was crying right. And then he hears the voice of... The Texas Rangers, Tom, calling him. And so he takes like a shot and he walks back outside now and puts his hat on. Now he's a little more cocky. He's like, oh, okay, cool. You guys listen to me. And so he's like, okay, Ranger man, let's do this. And so now it's, they're back again. Just a redo of the showdown. And so, and all the tourists are gone now. And so they're back there to do the showdown. He's doing it again. Billy Quintain versus Tom McMurdo. And that's when you can kind of start seeing the rest of the posse of the Texas Rangers coming out. And so now they show what really happened. So he shoots Tommy, or Tom McMurdo. Tom falls to his knees and goes down. And then he starts to get ready to take out the rest of the posse because he knows now that this is going to happen. And he's got both of his guns out and he's like, Come on, guys, come out and get me. And he's looking real crazy. And that's when they just start shooting him first in the back. Another guy comes out and shooting at him. They're all up on different platforms uh, on the saloon and stuff like that and the porches and stuff and he's getting shot everywhere. He's getting, he's hes hitting a couple of them, but he's getting shot in the shoulder. I don't know how he's still shooting and he's taken out a decent amount of them, but they're still hitting them pretty good. He's got the guns in his arms and he falls back and he has the cowboy hat on and he's just bloody everywhere. And he just falls back from his knees. Kind of a weird position. He died, Tom McMurdo died. I think at least a couple of the other guys died. And then yeah, they cut to the picture of him getting his photo taken um, with the, like the flash, the old time camera with the smoke. Like, and he's got the coins on his eyes, and then there's, like, the Texas Rangers and some other guys just, like, all smiling around him. Even a little kid. This little kid's like, hey, dead guy, you know, and smiling. Now they're back to the tourist thing, and people are taking pictures of his grave. So it kind of gives you, like, a thing to think about. Like, this was a guy that all this stuff happened to, and now people are doing selfies on their graves. (laughs) It's crazy. Then they, they show the guys, and they're looking a little dead. It's Tom McMurdo and Billy Quintain, and they pull up on horses, and they're talking about how they were good shots. And looking at the grave, so it keeps like going back and forth from t- from now to before and now to before. Now it's kind of like their buddies like, Oh hey, I got you. Hey, cool. Let's ride. We're all dead. And they just like take off riding. I like that they added a little something there to kind of show it. Because at first it feels like they're gonna wrap it up as soon as you find out that he's been dead this whole time. And it almost feels like it because it kind of drags. It drags a little bit in between him finding out about the tourist stuff and then him finally calling out to the guys to take him back. I guess they needed some filler because it's kind of a short episode anyway. But it just kind of drags a little with him just like sashaying around or walking around the saloon and taking a drink. And so then it shoots back to them all riding off him and the Texas Rangers and the guys he killed, I guess. They're all just heading off into the sunset. And so that's the end of the episode of Season 4, Episode 8, Showdown. And then it cuts back to the Crypt Keeper here. And it's kind of cool. He, uh, The Crypt Keeper has the gun and he goes, like he shoots and it smokes and he blows the smoke out. And I'm like, that's kind of cool, even though he has non-existent working lungs. And yeah, he's just throwing out those puns. <laughs> cryptkeeper, you're so punny. And the best cryptkeeper pun is.
1: It's time noon, and you know what that means, don't ya? Means it's time for a gunfight at the OK Corral. <laughs>
0: Okay, there is some trivia for this episode from IMDb. Despite the on-screen credit for Two Fisted Tales, this episode was an original story, though it does share the name of a story from issue 37 of the Two Fisted Tales comic book. The credit is due to the fact that this was produced as an episode of the unsold anthology series Two Fisted Tales from 1992. The comic book of the same name is a war anthology and did not feature any western or horror stories. Frank Darabont, who is the writer for this episode, shows up as a dead cowboy. The next episode is season four, episode nine, King of the Road. Thank you guys so much for downloading and subscribing and listening to this episode. If you'd like to follow me on the Facebook page, there's a Facebook page for the Good Evening Kitties podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter, which is at Gek Podcast. That's at G E K Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at goodeveningpod at gmail.com. I also enjoy five-star reviews. If you would like to go to Stitcher, iTunes, or Facebook and leave a five-star review or whatever review you want to do, I would be more than happy to see it. Might even do an episode soon where I'm going to read a bunch of them. Again, thank you so much for downloading and have a good one.
1: It's out my heart.